Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Today is Saturday, November 12th. I'm your host, John June. This guy to my left, that would be Greg Penniman, Chief Money. Greg, how you doing today, bro? Doing well, doing well. Got Saturday morning. Uh, about to, you know, chill in, watch some college football all day, you know, see hopefully get into those prospects for next year and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for week 10. Um, yeah, we're officially over the halfway mark of the season. So uh, it was definitely excited. Definitely excited to do to uh you know obviously watch some college football, but also get into week ten and talk about these games and stream our starts for the week and play some get money as we do every Saturday for our part two previews and and starts of the week show. And so obviously, you know, we ask that you like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh if you're watching live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Make sure you know you get you get in the comment section, ask some questions. Uh, you know, if, if you have some start set questions and things like that. Um, Greg, there was a Thursday night game. Uh, it 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 was mostly mostly underwhelming. Um, but the Carolina Panthers win. Pretty, I would say, pretty convincingly. The score wasn't even as as. I mean, in the fourth quarter, it was it was relatively close game, and and uh, but it it did not feel that close. Like the like watching Mariota in this twenty five fifteen game, ultimately watching Mariota try to come back, try to lead a comeback. I, I I have not watched the Falcons in entirety at all this year until that day, Oof. and I I I was like Mariota is so bad. No wonder we. We I look at these matchups and I'm like, oh yeah, Mariota should be fine. He should do well. And then you <laughs> and you look at the fantasy output and you're like, oh my god, no wonder Arthur Smith wants only wants to throw the f- football 13 times. Because <laughs> what was Mariota doing? Like, and this is a veteran quarterback that, like, he, the the one where he's on the f- the floor and he's just, he just chucks it. Like, what are you doing? No, like Carson Wentz style. Oh, it it was it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been. I don't know why Desmond Ritter is not in the, in, the in, in yet. I mean, it's not like they're trying to fight for something. They they can just get a pick, start, you know, get their future quarterback going, and you know. Uh, I mean, it's tough. The they're they're <laughs> if Tampa Bay loses this week. Oh. <laughs> They're right there for the division. If Tampa, Bay, if Tampa Bay loses tomorrow, both these teams would have a four and six record. And so you it's really tough for Atlanta to be like, well, yeah, let's just lay down and die, right? <laughs> like even Carolina is has a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So oh man, this is this is I mean, that's what makes this this game in this league so interesting when you have divisions like this one where, um, you know, it's not like the NFC East, you know, where you, you've got two six and two teams and eight, no team. 
that's how NFC's used to be there. for the last like 10 years, but you know. Yeah. Or the, the AFC East where every team is mm-hmm. above 500, the only division with such a case, but then you've got this NFC South where every team is below 500 and all of them have an equal shot essentially at making uh, winning this division and taking the making the playoffs. But uh, Greg Deontay Foreman had a big game here, uh, had over 30 carries, a uh, hundred and I believe it was 130 rushing yards, mm-hmm. 100, yeah, th- 130 on the dot and one touchdown in this game. He was a, a workhorse back. Uh, no other uh, running back for the Carolina Panthers. No other player for the Carolina Panthers had had more than six rush attempts. Uh, I mean, this seems like it's Deontay Foreman's backfield. I don't know if they were managing Chuba Hubbard's touches off the off the um, you know coming off the injury, but when you give a guy thirty one carries in a game, it almost feels like you 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 committed to that guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on the performance by Foreman, Greg, especially coming off the short week? You know. Uh, Giving that you know getting that workload on a Thursday night. Yeah, it looks like when they decide to go with that guy, whoever the starter is, they they get the bulk of the bulk of the opportunity. They don't really 50-50 committee or anything like that. So uh Dante Foreman got his opportunity, made made most of it. Um, you know, I can't really, you know, can't really fully say uh next week it's it's Deontay Foreman, though you don't actually know, but I mean, with this with this week, uh, you know, I would uh, try to assume lean towards Deontay Foreman being the starter next week. But, uh, you know, I can't guarantee, you know, Chuba Hubbard could just be the, the lead back next week, too. So I don't know. Yeah, anything is definitely possible for sure. Um, it Yeah, he was just, you know, uh, you had a phenomenal game and, you know, yeah, couldn't, couldn't be tackled. Um, Cordero Patterson didn't have a a great game here. Um, you know, what is that? 18, 20 18 total yards, yards uh, one yeah. reception, uh, only five rush attempts here. You know, are you concerned about this performance by Patterson or would you think this was game script dependent or, you know, offensive, the offense just being inept as a whole? Yeah, I think the the latter, just the offense just being being pretty pitiful. Uh, I mean, this is Cordell's first bad, healthy game pretty much this season, so I wouldn't panic too much. Um, he's been pretty safe in the offense. That's pretty bad, so I think he's the only, still the only short thing in in this on this offense. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I look at that. Yeah, and uh, you said pitiful offense, and Kyle Pitts uh, was. <laughs> With, no pun intended. Oh, no man. pun intended. But he he actually was not the problem. It's not he got him. eight targets. He got eight targets. Um, I, I I believe one and a half were on target. I say a half uh, because <laughs> even the one that he caught, I mean, he did juggle it. But I mean, how do you throw it outside of Kyle Pitts's frame? Like, dude, he's six six. His arms are basically touching the ground. Like, how do you throw it outside of his frame? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's brutal. I mean, that that was one of the concerns I heard coming in for Kyle Pitts was actually Mariota, and you would have thought that wouldn't have been too much of a concern, but it's definitely the main reason, I think, why he's been not performing this year. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely – it, it's a 
quite a few things, but that's definitely a huge part of it. The quarterback situation, uh, obviously he wasn't involved in, in the passing game a lot. And this is a team that already isn't throwing the football, but now he's more involved in the passing game and the targets are there, but yeah, Mariota, you know, was just absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah, Drake London going to lead to them running the football more probably. Like, well, he can't do it, so <laughs> he might as well go back to what we do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, Drake London had his his first good game in a, in a long time. His first touchdown since week two. This you know six targets, still under forty receiving yards for like I, I think the fourth or fifth consecutive game. Was this a promising performance for Drake London, or do you you feel like players? You know, fantasy managers that that started him kind of got lucky here with that touchdown. Yeah, also got lucky with the touchdown. I mean, five for thirty-eight is is really nothing. That's a you know a, a Sterling Shepard you know kind of day like you know type of. Oh, Sterling Shepard would get you like fifty. Fifty yards, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he'd okay. get you like fifty, <laughs> like six for but, fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not excited to have any piece in this offense really, except Cordell. Um, and then. For both sides, it's tough. Like you know, you gotta. If you have one of the running backs for Carolina, you're you're maybe excited. Uh, and then I don't know. Terrace Marshall still ended up the leading receiver on their team with one catch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely an uneventful game for sure. Yeah, DJ Moore was out of that game for for a, a good portion of it. Not a good portion, but for a, a while, uh, being mm-hmm. evaluated for a concussion, he got pulled off the field, so he he did miss some some time. But yeah, Terrace Marshall, I thought it was going to be a big day. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Terrace Marshall, 43 receiving yards, and then just didn't catch another football after that. Yeah. Um, did you see Baker Mayfield like headbutting people as they were coming off the field? Like, with, no helmet, with his helmet on. Oh, no. No, oh, no. no. He did no, not have no. a helmet on. And he's just like high fiving people and just headbutting them. And I'm just like, <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to not come back. He's trying to not start again. He's trying to get concussion protocol. Right. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what they said on the broadcast. Like, that's one way to end up in concussion protocol. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Let's move off of, of, of this game that, we, that we've had to talk about for far too long. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh, discuss some injuries. And so, obviously, you know, we talked about the Josh Allen elbow injury yesterday. We are um on on Thursday rather we spoke about that game in its entirety so if you want to listen to game previews part 1 you could go back and catch that there um but seems like it was initially reported that Josh Allen would not practice uh but then it was reported that he got a limited practice head coach Sean McDermott even went as far as to say that Josh Allen would, they were they were going to take it down to the hour by hour uh, that's a new one for us. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. day to day is uh, day. week to week, week to week is longer than that. So, no, hour, 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 hour is day to day, so gotta be day to day, right? Yeah, gotta be day to day. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I think Josh Allen is really pushing to play, but there's a balance here that has to be had because this is your franchise quarterback. Um, but you, you also. You know, Case Keenum is not bad, right? He's not he, like he's won football games. You know, he's been put in situations where he's had to start. You know, he was eleven and three, I think, on that Vikings team that went all the way to the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Keenum is he's a professional. This is a good Buffalo team. So there, 
Buffalo has a lot of options to weigh here, um, you know, especially when you consider do you want to keep him healthy for, you know, down the stretch when, you, when you're pushing for playoffs, you're pushing for seeding, trying to get the number one seed and attain attain the buy and home field advantage. So, Greg, are you making arrangements here? I, I mean, I I know I'll speak for myself. I, as a Josh Allen manager in a super flex league, uh, I I am making, you know, I'm keeping an eye, an eye out, you know, in, in, in case like I can scoop up a guy like like a John Wolford if 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 uh, Matt Matthew Stafford doesn't play or a Colt McCoy if Kyler Murray doesn't play. Um, you know, if Sam Ellinger who plays Las Vegas, so I have you know have that option in super flex leagues, but in in one quarterback league specifically, Greg, who are the guys that you're you're trying to target? Um, well, besides Case Keenum himself, if you know if Josh Allen can't go, uh, Case Keenum. Yeah, that would be like, probably be the number one target in the super flex league. Yeah, sure. yeah, uh, and besides our quarterback streams a week, you know, you have Jacoby Brissett. Uh, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, but as far as right now, those people that are still under Jimmy Garoppolo is over 54%. Uh, so that you know, probably not out there in a lot of leagues. Mar- Marcus Mariota already played. Uh, it's it's real tough. Yeah, um, it's mm, maybe a I would have even Andy Dawn, but T.J. Watt being back really affects him. Uh, so that that is tough. I think Jacoby Brissett is still at twelve percent, so I think that is probably your best option. He's got yeah, Jacoby Brissett is is definitely a nice option. You you get that game script potentially against Tua and that that Miami offense. So, so yeah, I mean, may like maybe Taylor Haneke against Philly on Monday night. That'd be like you will have like all the way to the end. Glass. Yeah, emergency yep. glass because Monday night uh, he'll be out there. He's nine percent roster, so. Okay, okay. All right, let's let's move on to talk about some of these games, man. Um the first game we're going to discuss is the 3-5 and 1 Indianapolis Colts traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 2 and 6 Las Vegas Raiders where this game has a 42 and a half point total and the Las Vegas Raiders are 6 and a half point home favorites. This game's at 4:05 p.m. kickoff in terms of injuries. Jonathan Taylor is not on the injury report, so that's great news. Uh, Deion Jackson, he was a DMP most of the week with a, a knee injury. Shaq Leonard, the linebacker, was added to the injury reserve with a back injury, so he'll miss at least the next four games. And then for Las Vegas, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller have both been added to the injured reserve, so they'll both miss at least four games. Hunter Renfro dealing with an oblique and Darren Waller dealing with a hamstring injury. So are you, is Darren Waller somebody that you might be interested in buying low on right now? Just because the Darren Waller manager has got to be frustrated. They've Oh yeah, for sure. Like the guys played, I think one game and one and a half games. Cause he, he tried to play the chiefs game and then, you know, had to opt out because of the hamstring. So, um, are you is that a potential buy low option for the play for the playoff stretch if you're a good team? Yeah, if that if you're in that situation, you're a good team. Um, you 
have a strong feeling that he's going to be back for playoff time, uh, I think it it'd be worth it to buy low. Not I wouldn't go too too crazy to get him, but if if you if it's the right price, uh, yeah, I'd be willing to do that because. Yeah, you, you still the risk of him coming back, re-injuring himself, or him getting into the flow of things when he comes back, which may take a week or two. So uh, that by that time, it could be too late. And the Raiders also being bad and not putting him, kind of like not risking him even more, which they are bad. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, to that point, though, right? Darren Waller is a free agent, and the Raiders are bad. Right. So, oh, okay, so they don't, they don't Waller, care about they don't care about his future. <laughs> Pretty much, if, yeah. If I'm Darren Waller, I might just stay on the injured reserve. So maybe, yeah. maybe you don't buy him, right? This is yeah. similar to the the Kenny Galladay situation in Detroit a few years ago, right? Kenny yeah. Galladay, you know, had an had an injury, and you know, I I remember us saying like, I don't think Kenny G plays at all this year, right? Like he's a free agent. The Lions aren't expected to win a ton of football games, mm-hmm. and this is a similar situation. The Raiders are two and six. Darren Waller is a free agent, like he's gonna want to maximize his his money yep. right so like his what he's what he's done you know being an all pro tight end that he's put that on film like this is obviously like an injury riddled season so yeah i mean who knows uh but let's talk about the game greg uh i'm gonna take the over here i'm gonna take the colts to cover i will take the vegas raiders to win uh those are my famous last words or maybe josh McDaniel's famous last words but we'll see uh, for the Indianapolis side, JT, he's he's got to be an RB1 in this game. I, I know the, the injuries and stuff and, and the lack of uh, production has have definitely been tough, but the matchup here is great. Michael Pittman Jr., it's it's really tough, but you, you got to continue to roll him out there as a wide receiver too. I think we just have to adjust expectations there. And then, like I said, Ellinger is a desperation play in Superflex leagues only because of the matchup here. For the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs, high-end RB1 for me. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver one. Mac Hollins gets a huge bump here without Renfro and Waller. Um, you know, I think he he definitely gets a bump in, in terms of his target share. So he's a wide receiver three. And then Foster Moreau, uh, you know, has had the opportunities, hasn't been uberly productive with them. So I'm but I'm gonna have him down here as a tight end two, somebody you could start in in um you know, in a pinch if, if you're in a deeper league or tight end premium, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Colts to cover, uh, and I'm going to take the Colts to win. Um, on the Colts side, I do uh, think John Taylor has, is in a good spot here. I mean, if they're going to win this game, which I think they are, it's going to run through him kind of. So he he kind of dominates the Graeme skip. Graeme script uh, keeps the ball a lot on their side of possession. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, low and wide receiver two. Uh, you know, he's still the best target and receiver on the team. Uh, so he should lead in the in catches and, and targets. Um, Alec Pierce, he's a very he's a deep league flex option. Uh, as far as the Raiders side, Devontae Adams is really who I'm trusting as far as the matchup. You know, he really balled out last week. He's back to that bona fide wide receiver one level. Um, Matt Collins is in that wide receiver three conversation, I think, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, probably slightly seeming like one of those Khalif Raymond type plays. If you're in a pinch and you need a receiver, uh, you can play him because he's going to get targeted. Um, and then Foster Moreau, I do, I do like um, him. Um, you know, definitely kind of not doesn't have to look over his shoulder or anything. Like you know, he's going to be starting for a little while now. Maybe give him some confidence uh, 
think he's a borderline tight end one option. But yeah, I think the Raiders are just bad, so I don't really see them winning. You know who else thinks the Raiders are bad? Josh McDaniels. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did he actually say that? Yeah, he he sent out a tweet. Oh like, yeah, before he got hired though. Before he yeah, got yeah, hired. Yeah, 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 I remember that. It was yeah. like literally a week ago, before the week before he had gotten hired. He said yeah. the Las Vegas Raiders are are terrible or bad or something to that effect. <laughs> Oh man, I I just want to watch this team on the sideline. Like, he's gonna wear like I don't even know what's gonna happen. That's crazy. Imagine you just wear his coach jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. Yo, there's no rules against player coaches, right? He could be it. Yo, I I think there is a rule against. Oh, there is. Oh, salary cap and things like that. Oh. Um. All right, let's let's talk about. This next game here, uh, and we've got two quarterbacks on the injury report. Kyler Murray dealing with a hamstring. He is a game-time decision, according to, to Coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury. And then Matt Prater, the kicker, he's limited with a hip injury. And then for the Rams, Matthew Stafford has been a DMP all week with a concussion. He was placed in concussion protocol. He played the game, finished the game. Played it. He was placed in concussion protocol on Tuesday. His first day of practice was Wednesday. So we then we then heard that he was a DMP because he was in a concussion protocol. So seems like John Wolford, or as Cooper Cup referred to him, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, is potentially going to be in line here to start because I, I doubt that Stafford, who was placed in concussion protocol on Tuesday and hasn't practiced all week is going to play in a game on Sunday, given the nature of where the concussion discussions, you know, the, the discussions around concussions are as it, as it pertains to the NFL. So Greg, where are you at with this game here? Um, I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take the cards to cover the cards to win um yeah on the cardinal side if obviously if calamar is going you're starting him if not um you know you just have to kind of look towards a next option uh but he's kind of like you know a lock on his team if he's playing deandre hopkins is also a lock uh you know you're playing as a wide receiver one zach ertz uh, he's been pretty good as a tight end tight end one this year continue to play him as such um and that's really who i'm looking at on that's how Rondo Moore is more of a – he's a flex option. Uh, obviously, he gets a bump if Kyler Murray's playing. If not, I think he's, you know, kind of a little bumped down for a low-end flex. Um, and then on the Rams side, wasn't going to start Matthew Stafford even if he was cleared to play. Uh, he just hasn't been very good this year uh, fantasy-wise. Um, for as, as far as their locks, you know, Cooper Cup, it's really about it. I, <laughs> Cooper Cup, man. That's, I mean, Darren Anderson's got a solid matchup, but really can't trust him. Is he uh, but the, touches though? <laughs> can't really trust him. Uh, uh, I'm still, I'm still hoping on uh, Kyron Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody, does Kyron Everyone Williams is. exist? Like, do we have proof that he's a real, he's a real person? Because we just, keep he's supposed to be. It. He's supposed to be taking off an IR. Well, for since the since week one, he's supposed to be taking off an IR, but I think he's. Supposed to be activated, Sean McVay said. Yeah, but 
Sean Bay's a liar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday he said he was going to be activated off of IR. When? Next year? <laughs> week for week. <laughs> Thanksgiving special, man. You never know, you know. Don't they only don't they only special. have tw- so once they designate a player in like they're going to return from injured reserve. Don't they only have 21 days to activate them? How yeah, long something is it like that. Three or four weeks, something. It's 21 uh, days. How, like, <laughs> or else he goes back to the injured reserve. I am with uh, playing James Conner, though, as a, a low on RB2. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I So I'm going to take the under on 41 and a half. This total dropped with the two backup quarterbacks. And I'm going to take the Rams to cover the one and a half. For Arizona, if if Kyler goes, he's a QB one. Um, but you know, probably on the lower side because he's dealing with a hamstring that might limit his mobility. We've seen that in the past with Kyler. Um, if Colt McCoy does go, I mean, from a super flex perspective, I, I, I'm comfortable starting Colt McCoy. He's another guy who's been in this league. He's been in this system, so. Um, does have some mobility, not the mobility of Kyler Murray, but uh, could definitely move a little bit, make some plays with his legs. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins would still be a, a wide receiver one. James Conner, definitely a, wide, a running back two. I think Rondell still has you know, his role, uh, which would be a wide receiver three flex option. Uh, Zach Ertz, tight end one. Uh, you know, I don't think that's going to change. And then for the Rams, Cooper Cup, He's a wide receiver one. Uh, Tyler Higby, he, he's he been terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the matchup is great, but he's been terrible. He scored a combined 5.2 PPR points over his last three games with a combined nine targets. Uh, even if the matchup is great, I'm, I'm not looking to him in this game. Uh, John Wolford, Wolf of Wall Street, intriguing streaming option in really deep leagues and or super flex league. Leagues, this matchup is good as the the Cardinals allow the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last three games. And he uses his legs uh, in his first start of his career, which coincidentally enough was against the Cardinals. I believe Wolford ran for 56 uh, rushing yards in that game. So if you're looking for help at the quarterback position, if you're like me and you have Josh Allen and Kyler Murray as your two quarterbacks in Superflex, and you uh, are in danger. Uh, you know I'm willing to, you know, of all the backups in that in that um, of this weekend that are available in a Superflex league, I'm leaning Wolford, then Colt McCoy, and then um, uh, what's that guy's name? Sam Ellinger. Yeah, as far as the the backup guys. Keenum. The backup guys, I'm talking yeah. about super flex leagues, deep leagues. Yeah. Like, obviously, from a one quarterback league, go get Jacoby Brissett, you know, yeah. go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Hopefully, you picked up Justin Fields like a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, um, sure. you know, so yeah. things like that. Yeah, uh, let's move on to this next game, which definitely an interesting game because the narrative you've got. The head coach Mike McCarthy of the six and two Dallas Cowboys traveling back to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where he's got a street named after him, won a Super Bowl as the head Crazy. coach of the Packers. Uh, you know, coached Aaron Rodgers and a lot of the players on the Packers. Um, 
you know, some of the Packers players are actually coaches on his staff in Dallas. So it's, you know, an interesting storyline here. But the Green Bay Packers are three and six. Um, this game has a 42 and a half point total. And the Dallas Cowboys are five point road favorites here. In terms of whether we're okay, in terms of injuries for Dallas, Noah Brown, the wide receiver, he's limited with a foot. Running back Zeke Elliott limited with his knee injury. Tight end Jake Ferguson did not practice because of an illness. And then for the Green Bay Packers, Mason Crosby, he's dealing with a back injury. Sammy Watkins limited with a knee. Alan Lazard limited with a shoulder. Aaron Jones, he is off the injury report after having been on all week with an ankle. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's been dealing with that thumb for, I, I think, since the Giants game uh, in in week four or five. So um, in terms of this game, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, for the Dallas side, CeeDee Lamb, definitely a wide receiver one. I mean, uh, the matchup is not great in terms of, of you know, this past defense being very good for Green Bay, but they they've suffered some injuries. You know, Rashawn Gary tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Linebacker Devondre Campbell, he's, you know, he tore his, or he injured his knee. I believe he's on injured reserve as well. Eric Stokes, one of their, their star corners, he's also been uh, placed on injured reserve. He's out for the season. So Jair Alexander, uh, sometimes they shadow, sometimes they don't. I, I mean, if I, if, if it were me, I would probably put Jair Alexander on CeeDee Lamb full-time, but I, I'm still expecting him to get his. Uh, Pollard seems like he may get another week in his backfield to himself, and the matchup here is great. So uh, he's an RB1. If he if if he if he if Zeke doesn't go, if Zeke does go, they're both RB2s. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's uh, – I have him as a, in the QB2 range with some QB1 upside. Uh, I think there's guys with with higher upside that I, I, would, I would prefer to play, like – a Trevor Lawrence, I, I would play over Dak Prescott this week. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, even I would play over Dak Prescott this week. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's a tight end one. Uh, Aaron Jones, he's an RB2. Uh, Alan Lazard, high end wide receiver three. And then Tunyon is a, a tight end one, but that's really it for me. Maybe you could play A.J. Dillon in a pinch if you, if you go off the narrative that maybe Aaron Jones could be limited given the, the, ankle injury that he's playing through yeah i'm gonna take the over um i'm gonna take dallas to cover though and dallas to win um definitely i'm not excited about a lot of packers pieces because this you know there's one of those matchups that's not good for rogers <laughs> um what the d-line should be in his face literally from the beginning of when he comes through the tunnel and when he leaves the tunnel so it's gonna be tough for for rogers in this offense uh, on their side, though, I'm you know, I'm not looking to really start anyone on that team except you know Aaron Jones. Uh, he, he's a lock. Uh, AJ Dillon, uh, he's you know RB three conversation. Um, Alan Lazard is a low end wide receiver too, uh, but that's that's really I can I can really go for. Uh, t- you know Robert Tunyon is in the tight end market, so he's not going to get you zero points. That's your hope. So you might have to throw him out there. On the Dallas side, though, uh, Dak Prescott, I agree with you, that QB2 territory. Uh, if it gets high scoring, though, he can always finish QB as a QB1. Um, but it just hasn't been super hot this year. They've been more running a more run-heavy offense this year. So looking towards the running backs, Tony Pollard, RB1 if he's going. 
uh, if Zeke and both of them are playing, they're both high in RB2s. Uh, CD Lamb, wide receiver, low and wide receiver one. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I think he's one of the tight ends that you could buy, uh, I think, um, in this kind of area before he starts popping off again. I always like Dalton Schultz uh, as a tight end one. Uh, he's playing, so uh, play him as such. And yeah, that's that's about it. Um, it's been, I don't think, with the the run heavy offense, uh, CD Lamb's probably been the main receiver. They haven't really gotten any ancillary pieces going this year, so I don't believe it's going to happen. Until Odell gets in there, you know. Oh man, this man has been rumored to be on all thirty-two teams. I'm tired of it. That's how <laughs> leverage. How you get leverage, man. <laughs> Just take a picture of every businessman. Send a send a tweet out of tagging each team every week, yeah. And now they're Crazy. tagging him. Now they, you got guys like Micah Parsons, Zeke oh, Elliott, oh, Harry Jones, man. you know, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and then now you got Saquon talking, you know, giving these jabs to Micah Parsons. Talking about, I don't need to tweet at him. You know, I could call oh, him. Oh, <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm just saying Odell's services are, are, are highly sought after. And when you look at teams like the Packers that might have been in it, they're three and six. I don't. I, I think they're out. Um, they were out the moment they traded Devontae and didn't do anything about <laughs> it. Like they, they do what they signed up for. The Rams, the, I, I'd say they're out. Um, yeah, there's Rams no way. You, there's no way. I say the I Bucks mean, should get a man. I was gonna. That's where I was going next, right? Like Brady is a hundred percent calling him. Like <laughs> <Or> no, like. <laughs> Come He's here. always willing to call a receiver up and get him in, no matter who you are, man. But if like, I'm Odell, do you want to go there? It's nice. Like, is weather, that where you, you know, want to? Like, no state tax, you know. Yeah, there's no, no state, state tax in Texas either. It's <laughs> true. You right. You right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to Dallas, bro. <laughs> if I'm here, yeah. I'm going to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, or something like the Vikings or something, something stupid. Ooh. Oh Yo, man. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. The the celebrations will be in the best of all time, yo. The best wide receiver celebrations ever, yo. <laughs> it would just be a whole dance session. They should just bring a disco ball down and they dance the entire time. <laughs> oh, okay. That's enough about that game. Uh, I mean. That game's not going to be super entertaining. The storyline's great, but Aaron Rodgers is – this is going to be one of those games where he's pulling the grass out of his helmet. Yeah, every play. <laughs> one of those faces where he's, like, going well, like, yeah. A lot of a lot of, a lot of expletives, a lot of uh, <laughs> screaming, yelling. Yeah, man. I'm, I feel bad, man. Did I mean, you see got the meme of, like, him and Brady hugging, and it was like they're whispering to each other, and it was like, we should have retired. <laughs> it's it's crazy it's crazy all right let's talk about this next game here we've got the five and three los angeles chargers traveling to san francisco to take on the four and four san francisco 49ers this game has a 46 and a half point total the niners coming off the bye week are seven point favorites in this one weather is expected to be okay keenan allen mike williams both already ruled out for this game Dustin Hopkins, he was been a DMP all week, uh, the the place kicker there for for the the LA Chargers. Uh, Trey McKitty, the tight end, he's questionable in this game. And then for San Francisco, 
Dre Greenlaw, the, the linebacker, he was a limited participant with a calf injury. Eric Armstead, the defensive lineman, he was been he was a DMP with a with a quad. Uh, Samson Ebukam was also a DMP with a quad. And then terrible news: Jason Verrett, who's you know a cornerback in, in you know been in the league for a long time, has suffered multitude of injuries, whether it's multiple torn ACLs uh, mm-hmm. to both knees, um, you know more more than once. You know he he tore his Achilles in mm-hmm. practice. Um, and will be out for the remainder of the season. It's just terrible news there. I think he was actually working his way back from a torn ACL, and then you know just recently started practicing again, and now tears his Achilles in practice. It's just you know terrible, terrible uh, you know for him. But Greg, where do you lean when it as it pertains to this game? I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners to cover. Uh, actually, no, I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover, but the Niners to win. Uh, I, you know, I want to. The matchup is is really good for San Fran. Uh, on the San Fran side, there's no reason why Christian McCaffrey should not finish as the RB one. He might finish the player one in fantasy this week. This this matchup is so good for him. Uh, Chargers, you know, can't cover the run. They haven't been able to able to cover the run for the last couple of years. Uh, so it should be McCaffrey day all day. <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, it's in streaming conversation. He's my streaming of the week, so he's got some uh, possible QB one upside. But he, you know, he's going to finish as you know a high in QB two, uh, and, and he won't kill you. Um, on you know, as far as the receivers, Brandon Ayuk and both Debo Samuel are both playable. Uh, I think uh, Brandon Ayuk, both you know, in that wide receiver two category, uh, with some wide receiver one upside if they can score a touchdown. Uh, and on you know, and on the other side, Herbert. Uh, He's been just you know a solid mid tier QB one all season. I think that's kind of what we we gotta keep him as uh, continue to uh, play him. Uh, Austin Eckler RB one, no receivers, so I'm looking to Josh Palmer again uh, and DeAndre Carter again. Josh Palmer being the the guy that's probably gonna lead in catches and and receptions, so he's in that wide receiver two category. Uh, DeAndre Carter in a low end flex deep league flex guy if you if you need someone in the pinch uh, and Gerald Everett tied in one conversation as well uh also george kittle on the other side as well tied in one uh so yeah this should be a good game uh always you know a nice west west coast game type uh different divisions but you know it should be exciting yeah these this crossover california games are are, Mm -hmm. you know pretty interesting i'm gonna take the under on the 46 and a half i was going back and forth with you, like the same way you just did with the with the with the spread. Like essentially, I, I started out saying, "Oh man, the Niners should dominate this game." But yeah, then, they should. They should. <laughs> and you remember, blown like, out though, like it's the Chargers. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they live for close games. Yeah, they're gonna play the bad teams close. They're gonna they're gonna play the good teams close. <laughs> and uh, my friend, good friend of mine, who's a Chargers fan put it perfectly and I don't want to to butcher what he what he said so I'm going <laughs> to pull it up but mm-hmm. essentially it was that the Chargers are either going to blow a lead against a superior opponent mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or they'll be trying to chase or close a gap against an inferior opponent <laughs> essentially yeah, somehow win. Of what he was saying. 
Yeah, that so, makes that makes sense. Um, yeah. So who knows? Maybe the Chargers get a lead here, and uh, the Niners end up having to to bring it back, or maybe the Niners just dominate from start to finish. By the way, taking the the Chargers to cover, taking the, the Niners to win for the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert, he's on a lower end of quarterback ones for me. I mean, he's been. He hasn't really he's been, been solid. He's mm. been no, he's been good in half of his games, and he's been terrible in the other half of his games. He was the quarterback 5, 9, 21, 9, 18, 24, 8, 18. Like he's 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 good half the time, and then the other half yeah. of the time he's, he's, but he's never gonna be that you know a top five guy if you want. So yeah, I would just yeah, I mean yeah. the time that he was five, he played Las Vegas. Oh, and yeah. we know, <laughs> like, quarterback nine, Kansas City. Quarterback nine, Houston. Quarterback eight, Seattle. Like, those, those were his good opponents. Sounds like good, good opponents. That's what it sounds like. So, you know, <laughs> this is a good opponent. He might have to put up numbers. That's what it sounds like. I mean, if you consider Houston and Las Vegas good opponents. <laughs> oh, well, you said, you know, Kansas City and then Kansas uh, City Seattle. And Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are two. Those are two uh, bad, bad defenses. That's what I see. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he's. I'm gonna put him on the lower end of QB ones this week. San Francisco, they they're a really good defense. They've given a lot of quarterbacks trouble, and Herbert's going in there without Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Obviously, Josh Palmer is gonna be there as a wide receiver too. DeAndre Carter in play as a wide receiver three Austin Eckler RB one. I mean, he's going to continue to, to soak up these touches, these targets, but mm-hmm. Isaiah Spiller is somebody that needs to be on the radar. He was a fourth round pick of this regime this year. And, you know, we thought that he might be the, the lead backup for Eckler. Joshua Kelly started out the year as such. They signed Sony Michelle. Well, Joshua Kelly's on injured reserve right now with a knee injury. Sonny Michelle, he's been leapfrogged by Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller, who was injured for most of training camp and the start of the season. So seems like you know he's somebody that we should be stashing. Obviously, it's it's playoff time, as Greg likes to say, it's cuffing season. So you know, just make sure that you are in, ensuring yourself if you are the Austin Eckler manager, or even if you're not the Austin Eckler manager and you've got an extra bench spot. You know, put Isaiah Spiller there and see what happens. But uh, Gerald Everett, he's been largely disappointing, but he's got tight end one upside because of the the you know the opportunity for targets for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. CMC, I, I've got him down as a top three option. Uh, Jimmy G, I mean, we've seen Kyle Shanahan just like not if if they if they get out to a lead and it's just run the football and, and the Chargers can't stop it. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like Jimmy, yeah. so just that that could be on the table here. Um, but if the Chargers keep it close and they do cover, then Jimmy G, I definitely think he's got some quarterback one upside. Uh, George Kittle, tight end one, and then Ayuk and and Debo Samuel, I've got them as like wide receiver two, wide receiver three options. Um, yeah, Debo Samuel coming off the hamstring, going to see how he how he responds in this game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, it's an exciting game. I think it will be. Yeah, man, I I think so for sure. Um, I mean, it's the Chargers, so it's going to come yeah. down to the wire. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to this next game, a divisional matchup here. 
Uh, we know who Greg is rooting for. Do we know who Greg is rooting for? Or, like, do you... I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Like, the Eagles, Eagles are gonna dominate, man. You don't think they're never gonna? You don't think you're ever gonna catch them? Uh, I think you don't think we have a chance to catch them. I think the Jets have a way much better chance to catch the Bills than the Giants do. Yeah, but we're talking about Giants, Eagles. Do you have an opportunity to catch the Eagles in this divisional matchup or this division race? With the our schedule is nice, but their schedule is still oh, it's always nice. It's been nice all year, and the best we're gonna get is a split between them. So I can't see us catching them. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Well, they, they the might Washington, go. They, they they could go fifteen to one like this team. What's the loss? Oh, the Dallas the Giants. Yeah. No, the Giants. <laughs> oh, the Giants. <laughs> the Giants. I, yeah, I, the Giants. I think it's. The, I yeah, my money would be on the, the second Dallas game because you get Zach Prescott instead of Cooper Rush. In that game, right, right, right. yeah. Now they might get two division losses, but that's still what fifteen and two. That's not nah, that's a division win one seed. Yeah. Um, I mean that's number one seed type stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, yeah, one seed for sure. Uh, so the Washington Commanders four and five travel to Philadelphia to take on the eight and O Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a forty three and a half point total, where the Philadelphia Eagles are ten and a half point. Home favorites. That's a line. That is a line. Uh, weather's okay in this game. In terms of injuries, cornerback Avante Maddox for Philadelphia, he was a DMP, expected to, to miss this game. For the Washington Commanders, linebacker Cole Holcomb, he's DMP with a foot injury. J.D. McKissick was a DMP with a neck injury. And then Jahan Dotson, the rookie wide receiver, has returned to practice uh, after being out several weeks with a hamstring injury. In terms of this matchup, Greg, uh, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Washington to cover. I'm going to take Philadelphia to win. Jalen Hurts, top two quarterback option, along with Dallas Goddard. A.J. Brown, a wide receiver one. Devontae Smith, a wide receiver three. Miles Sanders, an RB2 flex option. And for Washington, Antonio Gibson, definitely intriguing to me. You know, has uh, you know an opportunity here to be the pass catcher, and we know Philadelphia's rush defense has has been beatable uh, these last few weeks. So, you know, Damian Pierce had a big game last week, uh, and and their their opponent had a big game the week before. So there's definitely a chink in the armor there. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's a wide receiver too. Uh, Curtis Samuel as well, and then Brian Robinson. Again, with the Eagles being a ten and a half point favorites or Washington being ten and a half point underdogs, I don't think this is a Brian Robinson game. So he's going to be an RB three for me. Yeah, I'm gonna also take the under. Um, I'm gonna take Philly to cover though, and uh, Philly to win. I'm with you on you know Philly side. Jalen Hurts obviously uh, top five, top three option every week. Um, Miles Sanders, I think he's a you know strong RB two option this week. Uh, AJ Brown. Devontae Smith, uh, both playable. Uh, AJ Brown got the you know the strong wide receiver one upside. Devontae Smith, strong wide receiver two. Uh, Dallas Goddard, tight end one option. He's a top three player every week, I think now at this point. Um, top three, top five. Uh, and on the you know Washington side, uh, Taylor Heineke, you know that emergency glass. You know I think he's obviously QB two option, um, but you know he could struggle in this matchup for sure. Uh, as far as the running backs, I'm with you with AG. I think he's, you know, more of a strong RB2 option in this one. Uh, Brian Robinson is more 
standard type play. Uh, but yeah, RB3 conversation for me. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two. Um, Curtis Samuels, going to be Curtis Samuels every week, a safe floor wide receiver three. Uh, and yeah, that, that's that's about it. Uh, should be, I think, one of those games where the Eagles jump out pretty early um, and then dominate. Yeah, man, those uh, divisional matchups, they get pretty, pretty interesting. Um, all right, Greg, it's time for that money time, time for those starts of the week. Yes, sir. Who's your quarterback start of the week this week? I'm going to go back-to-back. Got to go with my man, Tua Tagovailoa, going against Cleveland. I mean, he's been hot all year in the starts that he's had. Um, two back-to-back, three touchdown performances, three touchdown performances, and also over 300 yards. I mean, he's he's really on fire right now. Uh, I mean, I can't see how you know he won't get close to that those numbers again, uh, close to 303 touchdowns in a, in a matchup where uh, it's pretty good. A matchup for both sides are pretty good, so these teams can put put up some points. I think uh, I have the over in this game as well. Um, and Miami just tends to be in high scoring games a lot, so uh, Tua should dominate. <clears throat> yeah, I like that one, man. Um, you know, Tua's been hot. So my quarterback start of the week is Justin Fields going up against Detroit. Uh, I've actually had this one planned for a few weeks now, so this is not even reactionary to his recent – Oh, no, I mean, enter here Detroit. Enter here versus Detroit, though. (laughs) No, for sure. Um, Justin Fields, he's on fire right now, though. Over the last four weeks, he's the quarterback one in fantasy points per game, 27.6 fantasy points during that stretch. He's been the quarterback eight, the quarterback five, the quarterback five, and the quarterback one – expecting another huge performance here from Fields who gets a matchup against Detroit who's the ninth they give up the ninth most fancy points to the quarterback position over their last three games love Justin Fields and expect him to continue his trend of big games especially the stuff that he's doing with his legs yeah love it Greg what are you doing at running back this week who's your running back start of the week I'm going with Leonard Fournette going against the Seattle Seahawks uh, I think, you know, it's getting late in, later in the season. I think he's one of those running backs that starts shutting up towards later in the season. I mean, they do call him playoff Lenny for a reason. Uh, I think they start are they going to start tuning him up to really, you know, get the Tampa Bay to get win this division, rely on the run game. Uh, he's got a great, a good matchup here against Seattle. Uh, so you, you want to get his carries back up. Uh, you know, three straight games, he's gotten under 10 carries. I think that is, it gets bumped up in this one. The game plan gets back to when he was getting close to 20 carries a game. Yeah, I like this one. Seattle's definitely a beatable matchup. Also think, you know, obviously Rashad White could 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 get a little bit of run in this game too. So I, I love, you know, both Tampa Bay running backs. I'm going my running back start of the week. This is a, a pure confidence start of the week. This is a pure, you know, got to lift my man up. JT, Jonathan Taylor going up against Las Vegas. The entire Vegas. fantasy world is trying to lift him up, man. Yeah, we all got to do it together, man. You know, like like Goku would ask, we all got to put our hands up in the spirit for the spirit bomb. We got to lift up JT, man. Uh, J, you know, he's he's been disappointing, as disappointing as a number one pick could be since maybe David Johnson a few years ago. Uh, but the talent is still there. And with a new coach coming in and Jeff Saturday, who is a former NFL offensive lineman, I expect the Colts to try to establish the running game here especially against the Raiders defense that's been terrible against the running back position, allowing the second most fantasy points to the running back position over the last three 
weeks over their last three games. So JT, he's healthy, not on the injury report. Start him up with some confidence and expect a JT-type top 10, top 7 finish here for JT. Yeah, man, I really hope so. All those things really make sense. Jeff Saturday, that really makes sense. If he's going to have one game plan, it's going to be to establish the run. So, yeah, go JT. Yeah, man, God, this one's for the people, man. Greg, who's your wide receiver start of the week this week? Got to go with Amon Ross St. Brown going against the Chicago Bears. The, the matchup is excellent. Uh, you know, he's getting healthier uh, each week. And, you know, he's the main guy on this offense. I mean, you, you know, no Josh Reynolds, not that it mattered. It just more opens up more targets for him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's gone. So I think he's going to continue to dominate uh, last two weeks, 10 targets and nine targets. Uh, he's going to continue to get to close to that number and, and be the lead guy for this team. I think he's got some touchdown regression coming from him too. He's only got three on the year. Uh, the first three came in the first two weeks of the year. So he, he's got he's got to get some opportunities to get in the end zone as well. Yeah, I like that one as well, man. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week this week is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster going up against Jacksonville. Over the last four weeks, Juju's been the wide receiver six in PPR points per game after starting out the year seeming as if he'd be somewhat of a bust candidate. I mean, he was a snip snip candidate even at some point. He's really come on strong with with point totals of 22, 25, and 18.8. He's a He's got a good thing going with Mahomes right now. They're using him closer to the line of scrimmage, similar to the way he was utilized in Pittsburgh, which is where he had a lot of his success. So he gets a Jacksonville defense this week that's given up the eighth most PPR points to the wide receiver position over the last three games. Expecting Juju to have a dominant performance this week. Yeah, man, I think so. Uh, you know, Patty, learning to trust these receivers more and more. Uh, I think Juju is, is going to get his him and McCole. Most definitely, Greg. Who's your tight end start of the week this week? From one Greg to another, gotta go with Greg Dolchich. Uh, you know, <laughs> going against Tennessee, uh, good matchup here. Good matchup for Russell Wilson as well. So if he's gonna get it to his receivers. I think Greg Dolchich is one of those main pass catchers at this point. Uh, over the last his last two games, you know, he's averaging seven targets, got five receptions for 69 yards. So um, he's definitely and heavily involved. Uh, and I think you're gonna continue to see that now. He's gonna get close to that number again. And he's always a, a you know a touchdown candidate as being a tight end. Uh, it's always a good big body uh, that Russell Wilson might want to use in in the red zone. Uh, and Greg Dolchers, yeah, has been pretty safe this year for tight ends. Yeah, I like this one, man. I mean, you know, Greg Dolchers, he's somebody that you know we've been banging the drum drum for for like five weeks now. Uh, so you definitely you know like that. Uh, hopefully, you guys were able to pick him up because he was, what, 30-something percent rostered in Yahoo Leagues when, when the week started. Uh, he's definitely above that total by now. Uh, but my tight end start of the week this week, going with TJ Hawkinson, man, against Buffalo. <laughs> oh, man, how we've come full circle with TJ Hawkinson. Longtime listeners, probably confused. Greg, I know you're probably confused. How could I go from being one of the biggest – TJ Hawkinson detractors to being all in on him in a matter of like three weeks. But that's what happens when a player's situation changes. Cause I didn't like the Detroit version of Hawk for fantasy, but I love the Minnesota version In his first game with the Vikings. He led the team in targets with nine. He caught all nine of them. And with all the mm-hmm. attention that Justin Jefferson and Dalvin cook get, 
I expect Hawk to continue to see production, and I like that to continue this week against the Buffalo defense that's 14th against the tight end position over the last, you know, over their last three games. But that also uh, doesn't account for some teams being on by this week. So uh, T.J. Hawkinson definitely, uh, you know, expecting him to continue to see more opportunities in this Vikings offense. Yeah, I love T.J. Hawkinson every week. Um, yeah, it should be a, a solid matchup for him here uh, in a playable game. This, yeah, T.J. Hawkinson is the man, man. Yes, sir. Um, all right, it's it's that other time now. We got to play everybody's favorite game, so get money. So. So uh, get get money is a head-to-head DFS contest on FanDuel with a snake-style draft. And once a player is selected, they are removed from the player pool. And Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. I get the first pick in even weeks. And it is an even week. And in terms of the, the matchups, uh, Greg... I believe I won the last game. I didn't actually keep it. Yeah, uh, I think you did. Yep. It was a close matchup, too, from what I remember. Oh, nope. It was not a close matchup. I think uh... <laughs> it was the only one that got me double digits, actually. You said who? Tua, my quarterback. Oh, Tua. Yeah. Yeah, it was a rough week. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones suffered an injury, Romeo Dobbs suffered an injury. Your play that worked out for you was the Detroit defense uh, coming in, getting you double-digit points. I had to. Yeah, no, on um, by force. Well, we do have a question before we get into the game. X Ryan XBL says, should I trade Juju for Foreman? No. I'm assuming this no. is a PPR league. I don't know what your running back situation is, but if it's a PPR league, I, I value somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster over Foreman. But again, without knowing – what the rest of your roster looks like, it might be difficult to to fully answer that question. Yeah, I'm going to also go with, no, I mean, you don't really know who's still that lead back there. I mean, if you really believe that, maybe, maybe it, it's worth pulling the trigger, but uh, it's, it's tough with Carolina being a bad team and also one being a bad team and then one not really fully knowing who their starting running back is going to be. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs offense runs through Mahomes like, you know that that's always going to be there. And they're not even running the football on Juju's like an extension of that run game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would continue to roll him out there. But thank you for the question. We appreciate it, Ryan. So um, let's uh, get into the get into the game here. So I have a 5-4 lead on Greg. So, um, yeah, we'll see if Greg can tie it, tie the series, or if I can – Extend it by one more week. I don't think – I think, yeah, there was just once where, you know, you had a two-game lead on me. And then, yeah, you think you you had a two – you had a one-game lead, and that was the only time that – or a two-game lead, and that was the only time anybody has had more than one game lead. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been back and forth since. I'm, I'm somewhat stalling right now because I'm trying to decide who I wanted to take with my number one pick. Um, See – not really. That was just me saying that. But I'm going to take um, Derrick Henry with uh, my first pick here. Uh, he's 9,000 going up against Tennessee. So that's where I'm going. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm going to go with a fellow other 9,000 player. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. 
going against Cleveland as my wide receiver one. That is a that is a great play because uh, you know we want to talk about touchdown regression. That's a player with already a thousand receiving yards, but he's he's, he's only got three touchdowns on the season. So crazy, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with my. Hmm. I'm gonna go with at running back Travis Etienne eight thousand. Like that, uh, I'm gonna go. At running back, Jamal Williams, uh, 7,400, going against Chicago. At wide receiver, I'm going to go with my wide receiver star of the week and Juju Smith-Schuster, 7,000, going up against Jacksonville. Wide receiver, I'm going to take Amari Cooper on the other side, uh, 7,800, going against Miami. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Christian Kirk. That's my wide receiver, too, 6,800, going up against Kansas City. I'm going to take as my other running back, Jeff Wilson Jr., 6,500 in that same game, Cleveland, Miami. <laughs> have a lot from this game. Uh, I'm going to go with at tight end, my tight end start of the week, TJ Hawkinson, 6,000. Uh, I'm going to go at wide receiver again. Got to hit Monroe St. Brown, 6,900. Going against Chicago. At quarterback, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes, 8,500. Like it. Uh, I'm going to go at quarterback, Jared Goff, 7,200. As my wide receiver three, well, no, as my flex, I'm going to go Evan Ingram, okay. forty nine hundred going up against Kansas City. Uh, at my flex, I'm gonna go Khalif Raymond, fifty three hundred, going against Chicago. Heavy in two games right now. <laughs> uh, as my wide receiver three, I'm gonna go with Donovan Peoples Jones, fifty seven hundred. And at tight end, I'm going to go Greg Dolchich, my tight end start of the week, 5,900. As my defense, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are expected to get TJ Watt back. So a little underpriced at 3,600. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the Arizona Cardinals, 4,000, going against the Rams. Wow. This is the, I, I, had, I didn't have to change a thing. Nah, no, 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 <laughs> not a thing. Uh, so at quarterback, I've got Patrick Mahomes, 8,500 at running back. I've got Derek Henry, 9,400 going up against Denver at, uh, running back two. I've got Travis Etienne going up against Kansas city at 8,000, uh, Juju Smith Schuster at 7,000 going up against Jacksonville, Christian Kirk, 6,800 going up against Kansas city. So I have a lot of, a lot of, uh, stock in this Kansas City Jacksonville game. Uh, <laughs> at wide receiver 3, I've got Donovan Peoples Jones 5700 going up against Miami. At tight end, I've got TJ Hawkinson um going up against Buffalo at 6000. He's my tight end start of the week as my flex. I have Evan Ingram also 
playing for Jacksonville against Kansas City at 4,900. And then as my defense, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against New Orleans at 3,600. Word. Word. Uh, I got Jared Goff at my quarterback position, 7,200. Jeff Wilson Jr., 6,500 as my RB1 going against Miami. Uh, Jamal Williams going against Chicago. Sorry, Jeff Wilson going against Cleveland, by the way. Jamal Williams going against Chicago, 7,400. Amon St. Brown at 6,900. It's my wide receiver one. Tyreek Hill at 9,000. Uh, my wide receiver two. Uh, Mari Cooper, 7,800 for, you know, going against Miami again. Uh, Greg Dolchich at my tight end position, 5,900. Khalif Raymond, 5,300. And the Arizona Cardinals defense at 4,000 going against the Rams. Like it. I like it, man. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, if, is Greg going to even the series, make it 5-5, five, five, or am I going to extend it by a game and make it make it 6-4? Six, six to four? So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that will conclude our show this evening. So everybody, we, we very much appreciate you for tapping. receiver and at running back i have cmc connor patterson and jeff wilson i would aim lower i would probably be willing to move like mcclellan mm-hmm. performing um mm-hmm. but i i think i want to keep juju for this strategy yeah okay. i agree yeah um but that's a, that's a nice squad, man. You can definitely uh, make some stuff happen there. Or maybe you mm-hmm. go, maybe you package McLaurin and James Conner and you can go get you, you know, like Milo on Jonathan Taylor or, you know, something to that effect. Or, you know, get a better player. Anyway, sure. uh, appreciate the question, Ryan. Everybody, we appreciate you for tapping in with us, um, spending this Saturday morning with us. Again, just make sure you like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Make sure you spend time with family this weekend. Spend time with your loved ones. Focus on them, not the football so much. Check the scores later. Don't stress it. Just trust the process. You did everything you could to put your teams in in position to succeed. So, Greg, anything else you want to add before we close this one out? Nah, man. I'm definitely excited for this week. Giants on the bye, so focus on all, all these other teams, man. I'm ready. Giants aren't on the oh, sorry. Bye. Giants aren't by. Giants aren't by. Yeah, it's because yeah, we have a bye week. He's the opponent. Oh, he's, okay. I got you. Like, I'm a Jets fan, and the Jets are on by. I don't even know what to do. So, I mean, I'm going to watch all these other games, but it's going to be really weird because this has been one of those seasons where I have oh, It could be a week where you can gain a game. Like, everyone could lose. Like, oh, yeah, no. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm a Vikings fan this week, and, yep. I'm, a, and I'm, I'm a Browns fan this week, right? Because yep. it, it, it matters now. It's a beautiful thing. So, everybody, we appreciate you once more time. Have a good one. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll see y'all on Monday. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.